Everybody ready? Yep. Let's go. Lothra, Lothcat, Lothwolf, run. Pick a path, and all is done. War Midwest Guys presents Star Wars Rebels HQ. Continue to allow this war to be fought on the Empire's terms. You are going to lose. All paths are coming together now. Long as we're together, we've got a chance. At least we'll go down fighting. It's time to get to work. Your tie defender is at risk. Krennic has been quite persuasive about his own project, Star Trek. Ezra, it's not whether or not we fight. It's how we choose to fight that matters. I know, Kanan. We were meant to be Jedi, so we could be here now when Lothal needs us most. All the paths are coming together, right? I'm just not sure if we're going to like where they lead. But we never imagined it would end. Hello everybody and welcome back to Star Wars Rebels HQ. Today we'll be reviewing uh, the Season 4 Trailer 2 slash a Season 4 preview kind of show. Uh, with me here today to help me do that is Mr. Brian Akebauer. Hey, what's up, what's up? What's going on, B? Not much, man. And my brother Aaron. Hey, man. What's going on, dude? Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. All right, guys. So they released uh, on Monday. They'll uh, be releasing Season 4, the start of the final season of uh, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, so to get us ready for that, I kind of started this a while ago as a, uh, trailer for, or the second trailer review, which they released about a month ago or so. And it's kind of evolved more into a, uh, a season four preview show. It's kind of one of those things when you start with one thing and you end up with something different. So it's going to be kind of a hybrid of both and kind of just using the trailer, certain points from the trailer to kind of talk about, uh, what we think season four is going to be about and, uh, and how it might go. So, with that in mind, uh, let's get started. Uh, Ezra hears voices uh, right off the bat with the start of this. It kind of opens with Ezra hearing all of the rebels, and then he kind of wakes up. But the kind of the, the people that he hears, it's like clips from the past three seasons of all all the of Zeb, of Sabine, of Hera, of Kanan. I mean, is that hearing voices or is that just remembering things? Well, I think it's 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 kind of maybe both. It's it's kind of a uh, um, maybe like a journey he's been on so far. Mm. Like a, maybe he's kind of, it's all up in his head. Just give a highlight of the past leading up to this moment. Up to this moment, because this this season really feels kind of like journey's end, right? Like he's been on a, the path of the Jedi and yeah. whatnot. Well, I mean, technically this will be the last season for Rebels, so yeah, so that is. They still got a lot to tie up, too, and, um, you know, we'll see what, how they do with that. So. Well, yeah, it's also a question of how they tie it up, right? Yeah, well, that that's the other part, right? So it's... Tied up, tied in. Tied in, or they can leave it loose ended, or you know, what's going to happen. So, uh, next part of the trailer is uh, Loth Cat, Loth Wolf, pick a pa- or Loth Cat, Loth Wolf, Loth Wolf run, pick a path, and all is done. Uh, apparently, a tongue twister for me. Um, but yeah, this kind of sounds kind of like a uh, a prophecy kind of sort of, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a children's tale that they, that they were told you know back in the day it also isn't this a spot where they show the uh the writings the cave writings yeah he's looking at like uh ancient uh writings on the wall yeah kind of sort of um 
Aaron, what do you think about this? It's it's almost like a like a spell in a fairy tale book or something. I mean, sort of, but it also is playing into like symbols you've seen throughout the series because we've seen the loaf cat almost being representative of Ezra in the past, mm-hmm. and then kind of tying into that. We've also seen you know the symbolism with the um, the one birds. I can't quite remember the oh, names. Oh yes, uh, I've forgotten. I have. Uh, to look that back up that's I, I can't believe i've forgotten it yeah 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 so i mean we've definitely seen symbolism with animals on lithal um almost being representative of characters and sometimes in fact this whole series has been very uh heavy on uh like animal you know symbolism symbolism and ezra connecting with them and what yeah i mean even if you look at like his abilities he seems to connect to like other animals in some ways better than we've seen many other jedi oh yeah or he seems to use the ability more than other jedi shows too he definitely does um do you guys think maybe this is like uh does this mean like ezra's path to maybe either jedi knighthood or maybe the dark side maybe the sith <laughs> well either that or it could be maybe finding his own place in the force because you look at how they've shown the Force use in this series, and we've seen alternative interpretations of it. Um, mm-hmm. Like you look at Zeb's people's like interpretation of it, and it's very different. So this could be almost an interpretation that's very almost local to Lethal. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, Brian. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I from watching this, and I think we're going to actually see Ezra in one of the new movies. Mm. Um, like a real life version of Ezra, right? Like an older version, older, older version of himself. Um, I think we're, Ezra's Ezra's taking his own path. We even hear in part of this, he even says, you know, maybe we weren't doing it the the, the right, right way. Oh, when he's talking to Kane and talking about it, yeah. it's not just important like what you fight, but how you do it. Which is right, y- right. Which is Yoda's right, thing. and he's like, maybe we didn't do it the right way, so. And, and he's he's got that that pirate history with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost thinking that he keeps his he uses his force abilities and goes off on his own as the series ends. That's why we don't see him mm. in all the other movies. You know, we're like, well, how have we not how have we not seen Ezra in all these other movies? Mm-hmm. And he chose not to be a Jedi. He became a pirate. Yeah, so like he becomes like a, a like a pi- like a pirate s type character. A okay. shady character, you know what I mean? Like, right. but he can wield the force and use it how he wants to use it when he wants to use it. Uses it very and, loosely, and, or you mm. know, or he or he becomes like a an animal trafficker or something, you know, and he can he can control the animals and. There you go. I mean, that seems very weird for a character that tends to like connect emotionally to the animals, like he's communicating with them. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys? It could also be taken very ominously as well, like their fate is sealed. Do you guys get that feeling? Like, you know... Well, the end of the series is... is... Right, I, I get that, but I mean, like, for the, the characters themselves, it, it almost... Um, there are some lines that hint at it. Like, yeah. you have the line, pretty much the um, the Empire's already winning a war that most of the Rebels haven't even started yet. Yeah, it hasn't even started, yeah. It just makes me... I don't know, it's... It, it could be a progress... I like to think positively and think that it's part of his progression through uh, Jedi. In fact, I think it even says Loth Rat, Loth Cat, uh, Loth Wolf Run, I think, actually. I think I've, I left out a part, I think, doesn't it? I can't remember now. But if that's the case, then it definitely shows maybe his progression. You know, he's a street rat, then he becomes, you know, like a cat, and he's growing in the force, and then suddenly he's, <clears throat> you know, full on. The big bad wolf. The big bad wolf, so to speak. Or a wolf, you know. Um, 
Okay, so uh, another part in the uh, the trailer is we see some Star Destroyers kind of docked at a planet with domes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sabine and the Jedi kind of work in Kanan Ezra, I guess I should say, kind of working together with other Mandalorians. Mm. And I'm wondering, what planet is this? Um, I don't remember from Clone Wars Mandalore looking like this. I don't remember it having well, domes, and it was very open, I guess. So. At the, this point, that we have Mandalorians kind of scattered across almost dozens of planets, don't we? Yeah, I just thought that they were going to actually going to go to the you know actual Mandalore, which is the mm. capital planet of the, the, the whole mm. Mandalorian. Well, it could be that it's more a symbolic capital at this point. Right. But like many of the military bases that you would be the most important to strike might be on other planets. So like a strategic point, maybe mm-hmm. yeah, military capital. And it, mm-hmm. I think if we were look, looking at past like season, like previews, mm-hmm. this is probably only going to cover maybe two or three episodes. Yeah. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure this is the first two. Yeah, um, because I think sense. last season I was actually really surprised by how quickly we went through like the first trailer. It's like gonna... it, it seemed we like pretty much by the time you hit episode four, you pretty much saw all of the uh, yeah. trailer before it began. And what the other thing is, they're moving really quick because we're not only going to get, um, you know, I think a shorter season, which I'm still trying to find out if it's going to be sixteen or twenty two episodes. But right off the bat, the first like all the way up until they go on break. Uh, for the for like what they always do in the middle of the season, we're gonna get two episodes per per week. Yeah. So on the same day, so pretty be, much like hour long specials. It would be like yeah, back to back. So we're gonna get an hour each, mm. and they're gonna be related. I think so. They're yeah, like, like small episode arcs. I, I think most of the time we've seen like the hour long episodes. It's for like bigger events, like seasoning endings or mm-hmm. mid season finales, where you like you really have those big kind of uh, arcs. Right. So I'm really excited that we're going to get, you know, this is what I've been. Well, the funny thing about that though is like that if they are doing like two episodes a week for like the first couple of weeks, that's pretty much your four episodes down two weeks in. Right. Exactly. So yeah, even if it is the normal amount of episodes, they do that like two more times after that for the mid season season finale. Yeah. And like, it's, it's still going to be a short run for the season. Well, sure. Yeah. And it'll be a lot, you know, just be a lot in a shorter span, but I'm looking forward to it. So, um, but anyway, getting back to the, the whole Mandalore thing, it looks like, um, they're also on the, uh, Fen Rao looks like he's also fighting with them again. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's the guy from, uh, the Concord Dawn leader, former leader of the Concord Dawn. Yeah. Now, now all dead except for him. Um, and the uh, they go into like this hangar on here, and it looks like a like a star destroyer hangar, maybe a weapons depot em- for the Empire. It it does seem like a weapons stuff. depot thing because we do see some other um, like not quite walkers, but like some smaller vehicles mm-hmm. sort of thing. They have the uh, interesting like shocking thing. Yes, they, there is a uh, that transitions right to the, another scene I want to talk about, which is they've got this new uh, AT. Uh, DP Walker, I think, yeah, or mm-hmm. yeah, ATDP, which is, um, which was the smaller Walker, like we saw in uh, Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. in the uh, the Battle of Endor Forest, and uh, but this one has been highly modified. Yeah, it actually has a pretty unique weapon. Like it's, like I think there was another clip we watched uh, that wasn't quite the trailer where you actually see a bunch of stormtroopers getting hit with it. Yeah, it's and from off screen, it almost looks like a force lightning attack. It does look like, very much like a force lightning attack, and it's uh. Uh, I, I think they're using like static electricity. I guess if you want to put any science behind mm. it, I, I don't know. But it, um, 
it makes me wonder if and it disintegrates and it's not actually stormtroopers it's hitting it's hitting mandos oh is and, that what it is yeah okay. and it's disintegrating though. yeah well it's interesting because i think in the trailer it mentions thrawn having like a weapons program outside of the the main death star one yeah so essentially this could be a smaller variant of his you know mega weapon his doomsday machine thing it could be and it also makes me wonder if this is one of those terrible weapons that sabine helped design that we heard about last season she mm. went on about and said you know i created all these weapons and they turned them and they used them against us that'd be an interesting yeah. plot twist for the kind of wrap everything together yeah, wouldn't it? yeah and i think if it would give any reason why she'd want to go into a hangar to find something and mm. this might be her, her reasoning as they're using her weapons against her own people mm. in this you know civil war against the empire essentially yeah mm-hmm. so uh, i don't know brian any other i'm, I'm sorry i should have included you any oh other? no no i'm just right along with you. I, I agree, completely agree with you. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, other thing we see in this trailer is the return of uh, Bo-Katan. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about this in my Star Wars fan theories mm-hmm. last season when I thought, you know. And it, it could still happen that uh, that that this is actually Sabine's real mother and uh, that she's actually made it, it seems unlikely at this point. It's becoming very unlikely at this point. It's more of like a 5% chance now. Uh, but uh, just to review, for those of you uh, from the Clone Wars, she is the sister of uh, Duchess Satine, uh, and she's also who was Obi Wan's love interest in the Clone Wars. Uh, she's a former member of Death Watch. She was actually rebelling against her own sister. They were once allow- allied themselves with Darth Maul before Darth Maul turned on them and took control of their briefly anyway um, their. Uh, um, it was back when Darth Maul had the dark saber. Yeah, exactly. Which was actually a pretty badass arc, actually. Yeah, I got to admit, you know, uh, this was uh, the dark saber was actually George Lucas, one of his ideas. It's a pretty, pretty cool idea, really. Yeah. What they've done with it, even beyond that, is even like cooler. making it a symbol for the entire entire like, yeah race. race of Mandos. You know, that you, something to unite behind, and uh, we do see her in some of these scenes, and she has the dark saber. Mm. So I wonder if. If she's just temporarily holding it, or if because we also see scenes with Sabine holding it, mm. but I wonder if at some point Sabine passes it on to Bo-Katan, and she's the one that you know she says she's going to choose a leader for Mandalore. It's not going to be her, but she'll choose somebody to lead. So I wonder if she's the one that she passes it to. Uh, it's a possibility, or it could be someone that is that she is aware of. Sort of thing, like it could just be her examining the dark saber, authenticating it, sort of thing. Yeah, she seems to be using in battle. It, Brian, what do you think? Well, I, I think it's actually uh, like what you just said. I think she's going to pick her to be the the world of the Mand- Mandalore. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? To be the ruler, right? Um, because I think Sabine is going to choose to go with the rebels as her family, as opposed to fighting the fighting the mandalores I, I that's that, that's why like she's gonna have to come there's gonna be a time where she has to choose mm-hmm. between going with the mandalores or going with her family of ezra and everybody and she's gonna choose to go with ezra to be part of the bigger picture to get you know right to avenge the them using her weapons and everything else yeah, yeah that's a good point could very well happen um one of the other things i drew out from uh this uh this trailer, it was, it's kind of a moot, it's very, you don't see, a, hardly see it, you see it for a brief second, but if you look at the, one of the scenes, they got some Star Destroyers, and you know how they always hover around Mandalore, if you are around um, Lothal, if you look at the picture of uh, 
of that scene, you look in the back and you see Lothal is in no longer the pristine uh, blue and green Earth-like, you know. Uh, Much more desert-like. It's, well, you can see there's like purple and red and looks like smoke. And so it's being ravaged mm-hmm. by the Empire. Um, so I wonder if this is going to be, this this kind of stress, the stress that's playing out on Lothal is going to draw the rebels back to Lothal, number one. And if I wonder if it'll, you know, maybe play on the emotions of Ezra to maybe once again dive to the dark side. I don't know. What do you think, Brian? Um, I don't know if it's going to drive him to the dark side, but I definitely see it driving him back to Lothal. Yeah. I mean, we heard in the trailer, he even said, you know, we promised my people we'd come back to help. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you can you can already see that's where it's going to go. And obviously there's got to be something happening there for him to say that because it... If there was nothing really going on, it's what? Right. Why do you have to go back to save your people? If there's nothing going on there. Yeah. Right. Plus, once you go back to the scenes of Lothal Cat and Lothal Wolf, it's clearly taking place on Lothal. Right. Do you think that, you know, not to keep throwing the ominous thing out, but do you think that this might be, you know, eventually be the final battle for Rebels will be on Lothal and it could maybe contribute to them, you know, being caught up in maybe a few of the characters, you know, fighting the big one, so to speak? Maybe. It, it really just depends on what they want to do with it. Like, you could see certain characters die off. You could see everyone die off, like you see in... Uh, in Rogue One? Yeah. Um, but Or it could just be everyone just escapes, and you maybe see them picked up or like in a series down the line. Okay. See, that's why that's why this, this season's hard for me, knowing that this is going to be the, the last season and knowing that it ties into Rogue One. Yeah. Well, actually, it's kind of interesting because you see Saul Guerrero in the trailer quite a bit, and you actually see him like almost pre-prosthetic still. Yeah, so that's that's. So it actually could be that in uh, Rogue One they mentioned him being like uh, going to an extreme lengths mm-hmm. that the uh, rest of the Rebel Alliance didn't like agree with, but it yeah. actually seems like it could be the Rebels we're used to that is the extreme link. Well, it, that he's actually being a part of, and I think we'll find out. Uh, you know, this this season it's actually later in the notes here. You're way ahead. You're all, Sorry. No, it's all right. You're always uh, thinking like I am. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we're going to find out lots of questions when it comes to Saul. Yeah, so. I think that actually might be one of the better aspects of the season. It seems like that's definitely going to mm-hmm. kind of answer some questions from Rogue One that yeah. you don't really see kind of played out so far. Yeah, they've already flushed him out a little bit. And I mean, we really don't like him because he is such an extremist so far. But we'll see just how far he goes. and. Mm. You know, what happens, and again, we're, we're, we might as well just go ahead and talk about it because we're talking about it. What happens to get him in that that junk version of Darth Vader-like suit? Yeah. You know, what 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 is the traumatic thing? What kind of wreckage mm. is he in? Well, not just that, but you like know. to what extremes did he go to where even the rest of the Rebel it's, Alliance just started viewing him as an extremist? Yeah, that's exactly, you know, at, at some point. We're going to see the formation, I think, more of the Alliance, and then we're going to see how extreme he is, and we're going to see... You know, I think my moth not even it's in the notes, but that uh, you know, that he's caused them a lot of problems, you know, yeah. and that's why he's they clearly trying to break. initiate a fight before they mm-hmm. want to. Right. Like they're trying to like prepare their units and like set the stage. Yep. And he's trying to charge in essentially. essentially. Or at least that's how it seems in the trailer. Uh, yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. So we'll see. Uh there is a interesting shot and I thought this was just interesting that uh they found there looks like the rebels are scouting out uh, against a uh, an imperial airbase with some tie fighters and some uh, tie fighter interceptors on them, which is the ones with 
the uh, kind of look like triangle mm -hmm. pointed. We see him in uh, Return of the Jedi. So when they made their debut, um, I believe. Um, so it's so just, essentially it existed years before we really saw it in the films. Yeah, exactly. And they're just kind of tying it all together. And, yeah. Well, the show's been good for doing tying in like the uh, weapons and ships and such. Mm -hmm. And it looks to be on Lothal. So, you know, there's confirmation that they are going to be on Lothal at some mm -hmm. point. Um, I wonder if it has, if this is a base that has tied defenders on it, because that's the big thing, you know, that's Thrawn's mm. big, big thing this season. Yeah. Uh, or has been, um, is that uh, Jar Jar Binks? No, <laughs> you talking about over here off like uh, right here. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I <laughs> don't think so. I hope not. <laughs> Misa back. Um, but yeah, it looks I like feel it. like the, uh, I feel like the cast and crew of Rebels would be smart enough not to do that without including in a more yeah, joking I manner. Don't think Disney would allow it actually. Um, but I wonder if the uh, this whole scouting it out for a possible attack, or maybe they're going to steal a Tie Defender. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, you know, try to see him doing something like that. Yeah, it wouldn't be too far off from things we've seen in the past, so it's definitely doable. Yeah. Then uh, we already talked about it, but uh, the return of Saul Guerrero. Well, already he looks a little older than the last time we saw him. Weirdly. Yeah, he didn't have the beard, so now he has the he's in a beard yeah. kind of thing kicking. Yeah. And when when he when he talks in this, you can tell what Mom Mothra talks about, like he causes problems. You mm -hmm. can tell he has a different viewpoint because he even says, and you have it in the notes here, that you can run Mon you can run Mothma's errands, or you can do something, something that actually that matters. matters. Exactly. So he's already putting a division with Ezra, or he's mm. trying to, you know. Um, I think we're going to hear a lot more talk about the Rebel Alliance not being ready for open warfare, okay, like we saw in Rogue One mm. in last season. And for me, that's, <laughs> like I said, I don't like that side of it because I've always, it's just the mental picture, like mm. I've, I've said in past, past podcasts that, you know, I've always had the Rebel Alliances, you know, always called action, always fighting the Empire, but apparently that's not how they started. They were doing a bunch of, you know, political bickering amongst themselves yeah mm -hmm. you know well i think it's meant to add some depth or realism to the movement because it's right unlikely to be completely unified from the get-go yeah it is it's just it's uh it, it breaks the fantasy it breaks it. it breaks the childhood fantasy you know mm -hmm. so um yeah we already talked about the vader and maybe seeing him how he's going to become the the Vader in the Vader suit. Mm. Um, another thing from this trailer we get is we find out that there's a competition. Looks like there's some sort of a competition for Imperial resources because mm. we hear uh, Tarkin uh, talking to Thrawn about the Tide, Deve Tide Defender may be in trouble and might lose out to Krennic's Stardust program, mm. aka the Death Star from Rogue One. So we're getting Rogue One connections um, or Rogue One Easter eggs, obviously. Uh, do you guys think we might see Krennic this year? Or if you we think do, it'll be off to the side. Yeah, I, there might be a cameo. Right, but I wouldn't expect yeah, it to be central. Yeah, I would say it might be a cameo, or it might just be in passing. Yeah, you know, like one of those, like getting called into the principal's office, and you see Krennic walking out, and Thrawn walks, walks in, in, something like that. They like <laughs> pass. Okay, very cool. Uh, do you think we're going to see uh, maybe Death Star construction or evidence of Death Star construction? Do you think they're going to yes. start to see more? Yeah, Easter, I think we will. Like finding more Easter eggs or proof that I, I think we've already something. seen it a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see it on a larger scale or you see more examples of it. Mm. 
Do you believe that uh, the other? This also made me think. Do you think Thrawn's lost some favor with the Emperor because his victory wasn't totally completed at Avalon at the end of last season? Like they didn't get all the rebels. I mean, Possibly he was successful in stopping an attack, but he wasn't total victory mm. per se. Yeah, it wasn't. But, he, but he's not really connected to the Emperor, right? Oh, he, he is. He's, I thought he was connected to Tarkin. Well, he reports to Tarkin, but that's I mean, what I'm saying. So he reports to Tarkin. So he's a Tarkin. Yeah. So he's not really directed at the Emperor. But I think he's a big enough wig that, you know, the Emperor knows who he is. And if he sees he led the attack and he failed to get, you know, complete objective. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So I, it just makes me wonder, if, you know, what what's going on politically in the... Because all of a sudden, you know, you got Tarkin saying, well, Krennic's over here and, uh, you know, the Emperor's really wanting to put a lot of resources so we may not be able to complete your TIE Defender project hmm. or build a lot of them, you know. Yeah. Well, it's another thing that doesn't make much sense to me. The Emperor can foresee stuff. Why Why would he ever even <laughs> worry about uh, his stuff and just go straight with the Death Star? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he can't see. I don't, you know, I would think that he can only see so much through the dark side. It you know that's are just too big you can't see. Well, that the, the force is, I would think that the force itself would at some point, you know, because they've become so powerful that you know the force is always trying to balance itself out. That maybe he it's force block. Yeah, kind of, or that he can't you know can't see everything. You know, mm-hmm. obviously he gets Jedi wrong. You know, even Luke says overconfidence is your weakness. You know, your faith in your friends is yours. Um, so, um, <clears throat> also at the end of last season, we saw the Bendu, you know, kind of give uh, a prophecy about Thrawn's defeat. He goes, I see your defeat like many arms in a cold embrace. Do you think we'll see that affect Thrawn in any way, shape, or form? I think we'll see that in this. You think by the end of the season? I think we will see the, the defeat of Thrawn. Mm-hmm. In this, this series, okay, right before we get into ro- like right before it like kicks into Rogue One or whatever, okay. we're going to see the defeat of Thrawn in this, okay, because we don't see Thrawn in any of the other episodes. We didn't see Thrawn in Rogue One, which is what this is leading up to be, right? Okay, um, Aaron, do you think it's going to have any kind of effect on Thrawn? Oh, I actually definitely think it will. I think if he essentially meant or met a force entity. I think that's going to affect how he views things and sees things to a certain extent. To what extent that's going to be played out on screen, it's hard to say. But okay. I, I think it will be to a certain extent. Okay, that's fair. Um, moving on, another thing we see in this trailer is a character called uh, Rook. At least that's how I've always said it. Um, he is actually uh, kind of like Thrawn's... Bodyguard slash assassin slash muscle slash stalker. <laughs> um, he's always kind of like throwing like a body hunter. He kind of yeah, uh, he kind of is in a way. Uh, he's very creepy um, in the EU books, and I think one and even some of the comics. I think he even uh, he goes around like stalking imperial officers just to keep his skills sharp. You know, he's he's that kind of. He's almost like a he's a reptilian. In the say, comics, looked, he's a lot more reptilian looking. I was going to say, it looked like, in the trailer when we saw him, mm-hmm. it looked like he was like a salamander. He was walking on the wall, like coming down behind. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so he this is his uh, official 
return the canon, I guess, uh, from mm-hmm. the EU. So it, it's kind of cool to see that, obviously, for me, because I read the... He's in the first set of uh, first set of books after, that they ever did. Um, can't remember the name of them now. Uh, it escapes me at the moment. People will be yelling at me. But anyway, it's kind of cool to see that, obviously. Um, but yeah, I even put in my notes, he could be described as a bounty hunter. So mm-hmm. um, uh, he's ordered to capture Hera, um, which I think is kind of interesting. Do you think he'll be successful against her? Yes. Yeah. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, because I think uh, eventually you're gonna, it, the battle is going to be Ezra and Kanan versus Thrawn. Okay. So like so, you're, it's like you're going to see Ezra and Kanan go to save Hera. Like if he takes on a personal meaning outside yes. of just the grand, yes. you know, rebellion. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, do you think? I think that he might engage more directly with the rebels than Thrawn will. I think to keep Thrawn. You know, from shaking his fist at the rebels, escape every time. You essentially have a lackey, a lackey in his place. Yeah, yeah. kind of in his place. Yeah, I think that was one of the issues you had um, in like the first seasons of Rebels, where you had um, oh, I can't think of his name. You talking about um, the uh, uh, guy who became the spy, Callus? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you look at the first two seasons of Rebels. That's essentially Callus, and you don't really want to put Thrawn in the same position. Mm. Um, another big thing in this, the trailer that stuck out to me is you hear Kanan start to repeat Yoda's teaching to Ezra way back in season two. when he said, it's not whether we fight it's, uh, and then as Kanan says, it's not whether we fight. And then Ezra, you know, says, I know it's not how we choose to fight that matters. I know Kanan, maybe we're choosing the wrong way. Meaning has Ezra finally finally learned what Master Yoda was trying to te- tell him in Season 2 and so long ago. Um, I actually think that the, he says that after um, he sees a lot of stuff being... Like, he sees the Empire winning. Yeah. Right? right. So he's, he's So he's thinking, you know, we're losing. Maybe we're choosing to do it the wrong way. This could be where you're... you're your partial dark side turn comes into play because, you know, he's, we're not winning. We're doing this with the the light side of the force and we're not winning. But if we did it with the dark side, I know we could win Mm. kind of thing. Okay. So maybe maybe we're doing it the wrong way. Okay. Aaron, what do you think? Because I think it could also mean that Ezra wants, like Brian's saying, uh, wants to abandon the Jedi path and maybe fight more like Saul Guerrero, maybe. Um, Either that or he actually, this might take place after kind of working with Saul Guerrero and actually taking, seeing how extreme he took the situation mm-hmm. and kind of more just transferring to a path that seems like it fits him better. Okay. I, um, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. That's, that's possible. That he, maybe he wants to go his own way. Mm. Maybe. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to talk about that we see in this trailer is the introduction of the Lothal Wolf. Um, you see pictures of a Lothal wolf pack. You see a leader of the wolf pack, which is a lone white wolf. Mm-hmm. You see Ezra and Sabine riding on the white wolf. And last year, last year at uh, Star Wars Celebration, um, at this official Star Wars Rebels panel, where Filoni, he made the big announcement that season four is the last season. Right before it, they always show a preview clip of rebels but right before that 
the whole time he's taking questions, he's wearing a shirt that says Ahsoka lives question mark. When the lights come back up from this, suddenly the shirt changes from Ahsoka lives question mark to Ahsoka lives exclamation point. Um, that being the case and that the, the Dave Filoni is synonymous with the wolf. He actually has his own like Star Wars club called the Wolf Pack. Um, in, in the fact that he, you know, that, that, that's kind of his thing mm-hmm. and that, you know, he's very partial to, uh, to, uh, Ahsoka and mm-hmm. in that, you know, in fact, later on, he, in a different panel, he said that she will be back mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially just flat out said that they may not be totally done with Ahsoka. That's, that was his words. Yeah. Maybe. Um, it just makes me wonder if, um, if this is Dave's way of maybe, maybe not so much that the wolf is Ahsoka, but maybe Ahsoka can, is using the wolf or is controlling the wolf per se. No, I think, I think, I think that's reaching. Okay. Well, I, 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 cause we haven't seen Ahsoka mind meld or whatever you want to call it, what like Ezra does with animals. Okay. Right. So I I don't see I don't see a connection there with Ahsoka and the wolves. Okay. Um, as much as I do see what you talked about earlier with um, the animals representing the different stages of Ezra's abilities. Abilities. Okay. Aaron, what do you think? Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you actually see Ahsoka pop up, but I don't necessarily think she is one of the wolves or is controlling them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe related to them in some way, but I don't think it's in like a controlling sort of fashion like you see Ezra use. Okay. Because he's also, he had this, basically he's taking an old idea that he had from the Clone Wars and he's putting it in Rebels like we've seen before. Because at a panel two years ago, which I think was like, just like, um, it was all about Ahsoka and the last thing he had like sketches of was her encountering this large wolf and using this large wolf because she was being hunting, hunted down by Order 66. Mm. And this wolf comes and saves her. And yeah. This large wolf. So now he's reintroducing this again. Honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if you actually see that being part of the storyline in some way. Like being Shape reintroduced in the storyline. Yeah. Whereas... So he gets to fulfill that storyline. Yeah, like it's actually, maybe you see like Ahsoka escaping from something in their past and actually uses the wolf to escape. Okay. That like would... tries to actually reintegrate like the Clone War story into the it's Rebels. Back story in the line. Rebels, like he always, like he has been doing, really, yeah, from the get go. Like I could actually see that being very plausible. Okay. Um. <clears throat> I see. I kind of think that she can control it, and I think it's kind of being like a spirit animal guide to Ezra in a way, which mm. I think will eventually lead to Ahsoka in a way. Whether she can control it directly or not, I'm not sure. Mm. But I think eventually that's what will bring Ahsoka back. I think in what form Ahsoka comes back, I don't know. I don't think it's a wolf. Do you think she'll be brought back just to die? I think, no, I think she's either going, they'll either bring her back alive fully, so they come, or as a force ghost, mm-hmm. or going back to that whole Clone Wars uh, um, arc, the whole Clone Wars arc uh, of Mortis, the Mortis arc which I talked about to you guys past come back as one of those, as the light side force wielder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you know, the brother, the sister and the father and mm. you know, the sister basically got killed and right before she died, 
saved Ahsoka. So I've always thought that that was the way Dave was was leaning to bring mm. her back with some sort of this, this force wielder, kind of like this, you know, not necessarily force ghost, not exactly alive either, but kind of sort of a something like, a, like an entity, like a higher form of existence in the force, so mm. to speak. Yeah, or entity. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. It it'd be interesting. So I can't wait to see it actually. Um, actually, I'm going to throw this in here too. Now I'm thinking about it real quick. Dave has even said, you know, when they, in other interviews that I've read online, he's like, what I'm trying to kind of think about is, and he actually threw Lord of the Rings in there. And he said, he said, you know, when, uh, uh, Gandalf dies fighting the monster. Mm, he, how he's reborn as Gandalf the white, the white. Yeah. He said, I'm thinking along the same things. Like, like he died and then he gets sent back. Mm. He said, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, but there's like a really complicated process of Gandalf the Grey, like in the Lord of the Rings universe. Oh, yeah. Like he's actually like part of an older entity race sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so is the creature that kills him, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I forget the name of the... I just call it a demon, but... But yeah, like um, it's almost like he's a different version of himself, sort of thing. Yeah, it's that, a weird thing. That's kind of I can't what, remember the details that's of it. Kind of what he's going with with Ahsoka, kind of except through the Force. Yeah, like the Force sends her back, kind of like the will of the Force, you know, light sides, etc. But just throwing all that out there. Um, all right, Kanan and Hera. Uh, the other thing this trailer kind of brings up is um, Kanan kind of questions Hera about how much she is doing for the rebellion, and you know, have you ever what? How much is enough? Yeah, because yeah. she's pretty much all in at this point, and yeah, that kind of leaves out any possibility of any sort of life together outside of the rebellion. Yeah, and it makes me wonder if she's ever even really, because she even she says, "Well, I've never really thought about it." So she's been so caught up that their relationship has always been on the side burner, and she's never really mm. done well, anything about it. Kind of, pretty much from the time you're introduced to them, they're kind of working for the rebellion more towards the edges and just kind of getting closer and closer to the center as it's gone on. Right. So, yeah, it could be one of those things like just living in a war zone her entire life, it just, it always seemed natural to her to be in a war zone. Mm. There you go. I didn't think about it like that. Man, I could see that. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Um, I'm not sure. It, it almost, to me, it almost feels like Kanan wants out. Out of the rebellion, like he he's he's had he's had enough. He's lost his eyesight. He just wants it to be him and Hera, kind of just going off on their own. Wants to retire. Yep, well, that's kind of that's that's what I gathered from it. Yeah, um, I think it kind of makes sense with the season coming to an end that they they address what they've seen. Glimpse, like we've seen glimpses of these two, kind of you know flirting with each other. She calls him love, blah blah blah. We yeah, never, I mean, even when you know he meets her dad, it's like a—he's real nervous. It's like a thing about it. Yeah, it's like a, a boyfriend meet the yeah <laughs> the father for the first time. Um, so yeah, yeah, it, it it just seems yeah, it seems like to me from Harris' point of view, she loves him, but she's just too busy to do anything about it. Mm. You know, because she's so yeah, because you know, that's her life. Not only was she kind of like running the ship at the beginning of the show, but then they became running a large part of the rebellion. Mm. Um, we know from Rogue One that her and Chopper survive. Um, so that makes me wonder, will they finally commit fully only to have Kanan die? Like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing? Or will it 
where will it just die in the friend zone only to have Hera realize what she's lost, you know, if Kanan does bite the big one. What do you guys think? I actually think she's pretty committed to the relationship from the get-go, to be honest. Like, okay. it's, despite it never being completely on the screen about it, it's always suggested that it's, you know, a semi-romantic relationship. Well, I think it's a romantic. I just don't know how far they've taken it because maybe they just don't have the time. Um, yeah. Um, but no, I think she's actually more or less committed to the relationship and it's whether a question of whether that becomes a death flag for Kanan or mm-hmm. whether that you just see him kind of retire the background <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. I just don't see him out of all the rebels. I don't see him surviving. Mm. I just don't see him at, at such the level of Jedi that he is and what he is to Ezra and to Hera and to, uh, I don't know. I just, in the, and, and the other thing that sticks out in my head is the whole Yoda line to once we get to Jedi to Luke, once gone am I the last of the Jedi will you be? Yeah. So, because you can make yeah. an argument, Kanan borderlines on being a Jedi Knight at this point. So, well, yeah. he's been knighted at this point, so by Yoda, kind of in disguise. Yeah. But you know, so so yeah, it's yeah. a it's a weird line to retcon. It's almost it'd be very hard to retcon unless Yoda somehow loses connection with him in the Force. Somehow. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I don't know, Brian. What do you think about all this? Well, I think if he does retire, and he's not a Jedi anymore. They just stops using the force that Yoda, like he just retires his lightsaber. Yoda just yeah, I mean, like loses be, connection mm-hmm. with him, like he's because he does. He's not part of the force anymore, so Yoda can't actually, you know, sense him out there. I don't know, something like that maybe. And also, um, you know, in Rogue One, and you know, we we know that Hera and Chopper are there, but we don't know who's on the ship still. So Kanan could still technically be on the ship while they're there. Yeah. And, you know, or, you know, they're just there getting supplies or whatever. So we don't really know who all is on the ship while mm-hmm. it's there. And my other thing is, we don't actually know for sure that that's when this ends. Like, we don't know right. if, we don't know if it goes a little past that and we get to see part of this, part of the battle from Rogue One. Right. Scarif, yeah. In, in Rebels. Because we don't know, we don't know if it if it comes and it butts straight up against it, or if it goes off to the side and they connect loosely, loosely on the side. You know what I mean? Mm. That's a good point. Um, so if Kane does survive, how how do you think they handle it going forward? Uh, I mean, we kind of well, talked about it a bit. I think if he survives, the series ends. Either way, like, well, yeah, the season the series is ending no matter what. It just yeah. depends on. Who goes, who stays. And, well, I'm just saying it, it could be a thing like they don't necessarily have to say. They don't have to say what he does going forward if he survives. Right. Because that's something you could pick up down the line if you want to, or you could just let it go. Hmm. Like, there's no real reason to give closure to the situation if you don't have to. Well, that's true. I just, I, I can see fans like me going, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, well, I mean, it's just like you look at the ending to, like, say, Rogue One, where it's all very, you know, permanent, but it's pretty much any character you had built up, then you kind of like just wiped away. Mm. So, I mean, it's a good ending for it. Probably the ending is the best bit of Rogue One, but anything you had in that just is kind of gone. Mm, gotcha. Um, so that brings me to... Uh, Another point from the trailer, and uh, that is, Ezra says, all the paths are coming together, right? 
and Canyon just kind of shoots back at him and goes, I'm not sure if we like where they're, they're going to lead or where they lead. Mm. Um, it's kind of a foreboding sort of thing. It, again, yeah, it's very ominous. Um, Kanan's not exactly very, very optimistic at this point. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, this is before, you know, the beginning of the Death Star. It's, if you have an authoritarian government that has the ultimate, like, weapon to wipe out planets, yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's not necessarily an optimistic time. I mean, do you guys think it could mean the, if all paths coming together, could mean the Rebel Alliance finally coming together behind them? I mean, it mm. could be a positive thing. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I mean, it could be that, or um, uh, Ezra could be referring to the extremists and the Rebels. Mm. You know, all paths are coming together. Yeah. Under one plug. But mm-hmm. then Ezra says, I mean, then Kanan says, yeah, but we might not like where they lead. Meaning that there actually could be a battle between the two. Mm. They might not the actually how yes. the alliance is turning out. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think it could mean also that in the process of trying to free Lothal from the Empire and that they think that, that there's, there's their destiny, but maybe there's an unexpected cost from for the feet freedom of Lothal it's always a possibility like maybe it does bring the Death Star to Lothal even though yeah essentially in their attempts to free Lothal from the Empire the Empire's like this is a good testing site fuck that planet yeah let's do another let's do a second test we just used it let's do it again you know um I don't know it just it seems more dark than it does light that whole whole scene I mean I'd be fascinated if that's the route they go with it. Like, if they uh, more or less choose the end of the season just to go as dark as possible, yeah. it would be fascinating. Uh, yeah, it would be fascinating. I I don't know. Um, I don't know if... Yeah, it, it'd be in a kid's show. Yeah, still. that's why it's weird, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, how dark are you going to take it for Disney? <laughs> they, there's got to be some silver lining in there somewhere. I don't think you can kill them all off. Well, we know Hera... And Chopper survived, so maybe that's the silver line. Oh, yeah, but, like, it could just be character lost and or died off screen. Yeah. Things happen. Well, the other thing is, is um, the two main the two main characters in this, and I always thought it was Ezra, but it's actually Ezra and Sabine are kind of the two main characters in this mm. whole this whole series. Yeah. And... <laughs> Which kind of makes sense, because they're I, probably the ones closest to the age yeah. range it's marketed to. And I, I didn't realize that when the, the series first started, but I obviously come to know that now and Filoni just doesn't like killing off his characters he, Ahsoka is the 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 is the prime example mm. so I yeah, just wonder if that continues on you know if you can't some save way, them all if you find some way to keep you know to keep those three plus mm. Aaron Chopper I, I don't know I think Kanan's dead I I that's You're just, just like Kanan's the sacrifice. Yeah, right, right him off. He's gone. I, if he survives, I'll be very surprised. Yeah. Happily surprised, but I'll be surprised. Um, anyway. All right. Uh, since this is kind of like a season preview show, uh, they have released the uh, the first six episode titles. Uh, so episodes one and two are the Heroes of Mandalore, part one and two, which will be together uh, mm. come this Monday, October 16th. Um Kind of seems like we're picking right up where we left off with season three ended because Sabine's like, I'd like to return to the favor, you know, mm. you know, let's go to Mandalore and help them. And she's like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, you can. Honestly, so, if they go through like the entire Mandalorian bit just in two episodes, I'd be actually really surprised by that. Yeah. In like, fact, I'd have to assume they come 
back to the Mandalore Civil War at some point. I would hope so, because, I mean, Brian and I, I were both hoping kind of for a spinoff to be just the Mandalorian Civil War. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, right. we had talked about it, and um, there was talk of Dick Filoni being part of something new. Yeah, something new coming down the pipeline. And we were kind of hoping that it would have been, like, the Mandalore, you know, Bubba Fett, that kind of stuff. See that kind of aspect of... Um, the battles between the different houses of Mandalore and that kind of things. I, I would have much rather seen that coming, but I mean, the way it looks here it almost feels like they're going to do the Mandalorian war in two episodes. Yeah. It's almost like, um, you know, on the CW where they did the flash hmm. and they did flashpoint in an episode and a half. Yeah. Um, we're all like, what the hell? Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping there's more to it too, Aaron. I really am. Yeah. And Brian, I will see. Uh, episodes three and four in the name of the rebellion parts one and two that'll be the following week on the 23rd again two episodes together obviously related uh, my only guess here is we get to see um, Yavin four mm. uh, like he's actually going with it's mo- transitioning away from the Mandalorian right, Civil like War they, to actual dealing with you know Thrawn and the Empire yeah, again so they meet back up with Herrick because what I think happens is Kanan and Ezra Sabine go to uh, Mandalore, and then while Hera goes on to Yavin 4 because that's where she says she's going at the end of season 3, mm. and then they meet back up with her. Well, the, it could be interesting if they point. actually do it from like a certain character perspective. Like, if you're more or less just following Kanan or Ezra, mm-hmm. and you have them fighting with the Mandalorian Civil War, circling back into the you know rebellion against the Empire, mm-hmm. and then you have both things happening simultaneously while you have a almost personal journey in order to have, like, up, like improve themselves to actually deal with the situation better. There you go. Um, Brian, this might be where, you know, your theory comes in, where they she feels like Sabine has to go back to the Rebels to fulfill her, mm-hmm. her promise and stuff. So, could happen here. Um, episodes 5 and 6, which also, uh, October 30th, right before Halloween, it's called, oh, okay. called uh, The Occupation. So, essentially, we're having six episodes in three weeks? Yes, so, and they're like arcs. So obvious, except for five and six, I don't know if they're tied in. At least the first four episodes, one and two go together, three and four go together. So we're getting basically... Well, if they're putting them in the same day, it would make sense. <coughs> it, it would follow the pattern. Yeah, usually they they try to keep the arcs together on the mm. same day. But still, and the fact that five and six are on the same day could mean that they're related as well. Well, that and I mean, episode five is the occupation followed by... Flight you know, of the Navigator? Flight Defender. of the, the Defender. <laughs> so, I mean, um, I could see that being something that kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, when it comes to episode five, Occupation, to me, just says Return to Lothal. What do you guys think? Um, you could choose another planet that's like a manufacturing planet, but Lothal seems like it'd be the better choice for the larger narrative. Yeah, maybe this is where they find out how bad things have, have gotten, mm-hmm. obviously. So, the Occupation, to me, um, reminds me of, you know hazards of the job it comes with the job title yeah so the occupation it kind of kind of seems to me like um this might be where we get you know Hera fully into the rebellion or this is where mon mothra takes over the rebellion and says mm-hmm. we're we're gonna unite mm-hmm. that's the occupation she's taking control of that okay that could be. That's an interesting different. That's a different take. 
Um, I guess I just took the literal interpretation, you know, just went occupation, okay, you know, that kind of sounds like a military. Mm-hmm. Brings up feelings of the Empire, anyway. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. after you're, like, just following, like, you know, in the name of the Rebellion. Yeah, but that's a good take, Brian, that I could definitely see Filoni doing that. Well, that's, that. well, that's, why, I'm, that's why I was following with, in the name of the Rebellion, mm-hmm. you know, which... You know, we all come together or whatever by yeah. the end of episode, second part with Hear that. the occupation. Well, this comes with the territory. This is your occupation. I mean, or if we're going to go with that route, why not just go ahead and just have that being the assassin episodes? <laughs> like, well, that's the assassin going to, you know, take Hera. Well, that could be. It could very well be that that's when they put, they introduce Rook. By the way, as a side note, Rook is being voiced by Warwick Davis, a.k.a. Uh, the main character in, um, um, uh, Wicket, is it? Uh, is it Wicket? No, no, no. no you're he plays. Willow. He pl- yeah, Willow. Thank you. The main character Willow. He does also play Wicket though, the Ewok, in Return of the Jedi. Mm. Just side note. That's um, cool. Yeah. Did uh, he also have a um, small role in Rebels or not Rebels, but Rogue One? Uh, yeah, he did. I uh, can't remember now. He was a you know background character. He's also in uh, um, uh, oh, uh, uh, Phantom Menace. He's in the crowd. Yeah, the well, he was also race. the leprechaun in the leprechaun as well. <laughs> yes, I'm the leprechaun. Uh, so, episode six is Flight of the Defender. Um, in my typical Star Wars fashion, I often get into these things, and I kind of went looking on uh, online to see what I could find, did a little research. Um, so, here's what I came up with. And I could be way off base here, or I could be dead on. Um, the Defender... When I looked it up online and, and Wikipedia, Wikipedia, and uh, other Star Wars sites, the Defender is a was a vent vent class star destroyer uh, back during the Clone Wars on the Republic Navy. Uh, was destroyed at the Battle of Ryloth, Ryloth, which is also uh, Hera's homeworld. Uh, it was uh, commanded by uh, Anakin Skywalker at the time. Um, and I did a little bit more digging in the EU, and then when I looked up the Defender, in an old Republic game, there was a Jedi-class Defender Cruiser. Um, so I know our audience out there can't see, but if you look at the two, you'll notice that there's some similarities, in, at least in the paint job, and kind of in the, I don't know, maybe the, the textures. Uh, I could definitely see the Defender being built maybe out of the wreckage of the Defender. Possibly, maybe, of the Star Destroyer if it wrecked itself on Ryloth. And suddenly we're back on Ryloth for some reason. Hera's home planet. I could see them building this ship since uh, Filoni really likes to put EU ships and stuff, old ships, back into canon. I mean, possibly, but it does seem like a very different sort of ship in terms of uh, the design. Well, maybe. Now, to me, the engine. I mean, that could be partially angle. And this is just me being the Star Wars geek. The engines look like the engines off of on the back look like the engines off of the that you would find on that particular Star Destroyer. Okay. Um, the airlocks are more reminiscent of uh, of I'll admit aren't could be like escape. They look like the Millennium Falcon. Escape pod, or is more like the Millennium Falcon or the Ghost. Uh, well, that's the other thing I was going to say. I wonder if if the flight of the Defender. Mm-hmm. Is actually the ghost wrecks on Ryloth. Okay. Right? Yeah. And they combine pieces of both ships to get back into the battle. Ooh, I hadn't thought about that. 
Because if you look at it, it looks like the back end of that thing is the ghost. Yeah. And the front end of it could be the other ship. So they create a new ship mm-hmm. for the last to, season. To get off of... Hmm. To get off of the island... Off, on off the island. Off to get off of the Rhyla. planet where they were maybe left to die or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we've taken all the supplies off this planet. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it could be. Hmm. So I, it becomes the flight of the Defender. I had never thought about that. I, it would be a bold choice to scrap the ghost the last season, too. But you're right. It does kind of look like the ghost on the back. Mm-hmm. The back portion. Hmm. Interesting. Good point, Brian. Good point. Very, very good point. All right. I think we have exhaustively looked at the trailer and talked about uh, using it to kind of talk about a season four preview. Uh, Only thing left to do is to uh, just talk about uh, final thoughts and uh, grades. Uh, Yeah. So final thoughts and grades. Aaron, final thought and grade on uh, the season four preview up to coming, or just maybe just your thoughts, even. Okay, because I, I don't feel like I can actually grade it just from the trailer. So okay, that's fair. So just um, what you think? What do you think's going to happen? What's your best guess? Um, I think we're going to jump around quite a bit between the uh, Mandalorian War and the actual rebellion. We're definitely going to have kind of a growth arc for both Kanan and Ezra. Um, but to be honest. After maybe eight episodes into it, it could go in a completely different direction in how it wants to approach it. Like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if all we've seen is maybe in the first eight to ten episodes. Maybe even not even that. Um, So, I think you'll probably see continuing issues with Thrawn going forward. And at some point, you have the show has to decide how it wants to kind of end. And you kind of have to kind of wrap things up and kind of go in that general direction whether you want characters to live off in the distance get destroyed out in the war or you know maybe even go into you know or rogue one and kind of you know show how that interplayed together um but i think it's really up in the air how they want to do that okay um i think that season four is maybe it could be the best season obviously you can say that always but so far, the whole series, it could be the best season ever for Rebels. And there have been some really good ones, especially the end of season two is probably so far the highlight of the series. Um, I think we're going to see it's all about journeys in. It's about past. It's about consequences of choices made and where we're going to end up and how we're going to get there. And, and uh, I think you could still see as Return to the Dark Side. That's very possible. I uh, Still think Kanan's a dead man. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what they'll do with Zeb, honestly. Um, I think he could easily be a character that they kill off, unfortunately. I, I, so yeah. It's a character they really haven't flushed out, unfortunately. They did a little bit, but not enough, mm. in my opinion. I think he's underutilized. Um, Chopper, well, we know Chopper survives with Hera. Um, it would just be interesting to see if, you know how Thrawn plays into all of it, what kind of demise Thrawn goes through, and, you know, and, uh, because he, he's not in Episode 4, he's not in Empire Strikes Back, and he's not in Jedi, so, yeah, he has to be defeated, and he has to be defeated fairly good and kind of go away before he comes back, if they decide to bring him back at all. Um, so, a lot of questions to be answered, uh, I, but uh, I think Season 4 is going to be very interesting. I like the fact that we're getting all these 
uh, story arcs together. We're going to get a lot more Rebels, at least at first. Um, hopefully that continues, because I really like that idea. Uh, Brian? Well, I mean, we've, we've been talking for a while that we wanted longer episodes. Mm. However, I don't want the longer episodes to technically be two episodes. On a, you know, it's already going to be a short, shortened season, and now you're making it even shorter by giving us two episodes, quote-unquote, for, mm. you know, every week. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit closer to a binge watch, isn't it? Yeah, like I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I like that aspect of. I do like the fact that we're going to get more mm-hmm. at once, at one time. Yeah. But I don't like the fact that it's actually going to shorten the amount of weeks we actually get new episodes. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think we might actually see um, Ezra versus Vader. Yeah, that could very well happen. And I actually, you know. The more I think about it, you know, I was I was saying, you know, we might see Ezra, you know, go off on his own or whatever. And I said we might actually see Ezra die. You know, we might actually see Vader take out Ezra and take out Ahsoka and take out Kanan. And just to further put that Vader is this all-powerful guy, yeah. just put it out there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. because we, I mean, we saw it in Rogue One. Yeah. You know, and I think... We might actually we might see the beginning of it here, where we see him just slaughter, slaughter, slaughter the slaughter these guys. Um, not before they do some kind of heroic thing to maybe unify the rebels. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we, sacrifice. I, yeah, or like I, I think that might come into play. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm, my hopes are not very high for this season. Just because of the fact we already know it, it's going to end, right? But how will it end? Right, and it's one of those. And, and I really hope that they they tie a bunch of it in to Rogue One, to Rogue One, but leave a few things open for like like we talk about maybe a spinoff, right? You know, or we see them go in a parallel to the Rebellion kind of thing, so we can see it's a big galaxies, so, right? So we can yeah. see them. Something else. Off doing something else, and like we maybe can pick them back up in one of our new Star Wars or whatever. We they they get transmissions from Star Wars or Return of the Jedi or right. You know, I see it. And, and you and you and there's that con- that loose connection there, so we know basically what time frame they're in. But there's, I don't know. Yeah, it, it it's uh, you bring up a couple points, and one would be that in this trailer there is no dark side threat shown anyway um you know uh so no force dark side so yeah it would be nice to see vader and usually these trailers it's usually the first part so i think this is maybe only over six to eight episodes maybe oh i don't even think it's that much i think it's probably my my guess is it's the first two first two arcs mini arcs Okay. Um, so the first four episodes. Yeah, possible. the first four episodes. Because we, last time we saw, we thought that we're like, oh my god, this season's gonna be great. We're gonna get all this stuff because they showed us all in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And here it was the first two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, uh, holy crap! And then we get the trailer for the after part, and it was basically the same thing. It wasn't the whole end of it. It was like the next episodes. Mm-hmm. It was all different pieces in the next episodes. Like. The one thing I am happy about, though, with even if it is a shortened season, and, if, and even if we are getting, you know, it, more at once, is I'm hoping there'll be no, there's not going to be any dead time. There's not going to be any 
droids singing in space. You, you, right. You know, it, you're kind of hoping with the last season Game of Thrones was Yeah, that's where kind of, like you just like bam, bam hit bam. all the notes. Yes, and you just no, keep, no down episodes where yeah. we're trying to find out about characters. Right at the same time, it just hits and it hits and it hits and it hits. That's what I'm hoping for. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, real quick though, where can you, speaking of hits, where can you find four Midwest guys? Well, it's real simple. You go to the number four MidwestGuys.com. Again, that's the number four MidwestGuys.com. One more time, the number four MidwestGuys.com. There you can get links to our Podbean, to our iTunes, to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube accounts. You can follow, like, subscribe there, but you can also check out all of our podcasts there. They're in chronological order, or if you go up to the top of the links, they're all categorized. So if you just like Star Wars Rebels, you click Star Wars Rebels. If you like Game of Thrones, we actually have two different podcasts for that one. They're all there. It's all categorized. One-stop shop, the number four, MidwestGuys.com. Brian, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. Aaron, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. And this is B. Willie saying, may the force be with you.